What's good, Liquid Trucking? Welcome into episode 16 of the Liquid Trucking podcast. Of course, I am your uh, your host. I just about called myself your horse. I don't know why I had that on the mind, but I am your host, Marcus, and I appreciate you all being here with me today. You guys are proving week in and week out that this podcast was a good idea. Uh, we're getting crazy numbers. You guys are sharing it with all of your fellow drivers. Staff members are listening. Uh, look, we just really appreciate it here. The entire podcast team can't wait every single week to pull up the liquid numbers and see how many of you are taking part in downloading and listening to this podcast. So a big hats off to all of you again. You'll probably hear me do that more than once during the course of our time together. So what are we talking about today? Well, how you spend your 34. We've had a couple of really good episodes here just in the past few weeks where we talked about cooking good food on the road. We talking about staying fit on the road. And all of these things are things that you guys do during your 34 hour reset. So I wanted to just pack this episode with drivers. We're going to have five drivers come on with us. Uh, and I'm very excited about all of them. We've got Drew Hearn. We've got Mike Stanfield. I've got Matt McKellar. Also have Tony Brown. And last and certainly not least, we've got Josh Dabrowski. We're going to go ahead and kick this episode off. It's how you spend your 34 episode 16 of the Liquid Trucking Podcast. Start right now. Welcome to the gold standard of podcasts for the gold standard of drivers. This is the Liquid Trucking Podcast with your host, Marcus Bridges. Next up here on the Liquid Trucking Podcast, talking to us about how he spends his 34. I've got Liquid Driver Tony Brown on the line. What's up out there, Tony? How you doing? Oh, not too bad today. How are you? Uh, no complaints, man. It's uh, we're recording this on a Friday, so I'm I'm this close to just being footloose and fancy free for 48 hours, man. I can't wait. Yeah. 48 hours would be nice. Uh, you know, that's kind of why I threw that in there, because uh, I know that you guys don't get those full two days. Uh, but I wanted to bring you on to talk about how you spend your 34 hours. But before that, you and I got into a conversation uh, last night over text. You were sending me so many pictures of so many great <laughs> meals that you have made over the time. And and uh, I got to apologize to you, Tony. I'm sorry we missed you on the food episode. But you've already made the decision for me. There will be another food episode coming up before too long because, man, you eat like a king out there on the road. Hey, I'm glad I could be part of something good. Man, when did you start doing all this uh, this, this cooking in your cab? Because you did say something. You said, look, I don't meal prep a lot at home. I just kind of get my ingredients together and then I cook everything in the truck. Yeah, that's pretty much the way I do it. I'll go to Sam's. Costco, somewhere like that, I will be, I will buy large portions of uncut beef. Mm -hmm. I'll take it home and I will cut it up and process it myself. So I'll make my own steaks, my own fajita meat, uh, my own cubes. Um, I even have a machine at the house I, I bought for my wife, but I use it so I can actually make cube steaks. Oh, perfect. So if I wanted to so if I wanted to do a chicken fry, I can do a chicken fry if I want. And, That's you know, chicken fried steak, you know. Oh, yeah. You can't beat that. No, so I'm not trying to keep a it a little steak. healthier, trying to keep the batter out. I hear you. Boo, but I hear you. My doctor says the yeah. same thing, man. I get it. <laughs> but, yeah, so I'll, you know, I'll get the meat like that. And I'll 
You know, I'll get a bunch of vegetables. Uh, I Growing up, I hated bell peppers as a kid. Couldn't stand them. I didn't start eating and actually liking bell peppers until I was in, I'm 42 years old now, and I was probably my early to mid-30s before I started liking bell peppers. I've always liked jalapenos and pepperoncini peppers, banana peppers, but never been one for bell peppers. Just didn't like the bitterness. But I've discovered I can cook a lot of stuff with those that cuts that bitterness and add, and it actually helps with the flavor of other other ingredients. Hell so yeah, I'll, it does. I'll get those I'll get those cut up, de-seeded, sliced. I'll do long thin strips and I'll do smaller cubes with it. And then I portion pack Ziploc bags smaller portions for each, you know, for several, I can do several different meals, just instead of having to have one big bag with all the stuff in it, I only have to thaw out one little bit Mm because I'll freeze it all. So I can take out one little package of the vegetables, one package of my meat, you know, things like that, thaw it out and then either grill it, fry it in my little electric skillet and Eat like a king. Eat like a king, man. And we're talking. Let me let me go down the list here. Tuna steaks with veggie medley and uh, medley and cheese sauce. We've got pork stir fry. Uh, looks like some uh, maybe some steak and potatoes with some asparagus. Uh, you've got like yep. a shrimp dish on here. You've got beef stir fry, mahi mahi, and shrimp out on the road. Are you kidding me right now? This is amazing. So we're gonna get you just. Keep it in the back of your mind for the future, because the next time we do a food episode, Tony, I'm going to bring you on and have you walk me through a recipe or two so that other drivers can copy you out there and eat as well as you do. Oh, absolutely. Not a problem. I'd love to. Awesome. So tell me now, obviously, we know that one of the answers that you're going to have here is that you spend some of your 34 making some pretty awesome food. But uh, what else do you get into out there, Tony? Are you a guy that likes to stick around the cab? You like to go exploring around the area you're at. Uh, what what are you doing to occupy your time when you got 34 hours to kill? So it, it really depends on where I'm at. If I'm at a location um, where there's not very many much for amenities, I pretty much just stick to the cab. And I have I do a lot of uh, video uh, chatting with my wife, with my kids, other friends and family members. I'll I'll watch Netflix, YouTube. Watch all kinds of stuff like on TV, movies and whatnot, um, and stick around the cab. I'll get out. I'll do, if I'm in an area that I'm, I'm comfortable with, I'll get out and I'll throw on some reflective gear and I'll go for a jog around the parking lot, do several laps. Okay. So, like, that's probably not something you're going to do when you're in uh, downtown Detroit or downtown Baltimore, but if you got a nice, safe place to do it, you're out there getting a few laps in. I'll get a few laps in. I I even carry a, I have a, it's called an arm muscle machine. It's almost like a Bowflex, but just for your arms. It's got a hydraulic cylinder in it. I use that to keep my uh, my chest, my arms, my shoulders, uh, keep all that stuff, you know, in decent shape. I've, you know, in high school, I was big into lifting weights, and I was real big on my upper body. I was one of those guys that were like, hey, you skipped leg day. Well, <laughs> not really. I'd, at, at one time, at my senior year, I was bench press or leg pressing 1,350 pounds. Oh, is that so all? I didn't, I didn't skip. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't skip, I didn't skip leg day. I, have, I had large size, but I was, I was always real big on my upper body physique. I don't know why. Kind of 
conceited, I guess, but I don't know. But yeah, so I'll, I'll do some workouts. I'll even, uh, sit on the front brush guard, the, uh, bull bar on the front of this truck, put my legs through it, and I will do, uh, crunches and sit ups hanging from the bar since it's latched in. And how have I never seen a picture of you doing that on any of these forums I follow? I feel like anybody that saw that out there would want to snap a picture because that's dedication, man. It, it is. I actually got the idea from seeing another driver from another company doing it. I was like, man, that's genius. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. The truck actually, use the truck as your exercise equipment and do what you got to do. Yeah, I mean, it's so. never going to slide around the floor on you like a bad bench would in the gym. So, uh, you know, there's always that to look forward to. Yep. That's great, man. But, but yeah, and then, you know, for the rest of the 34, I'll I'll sit there and nitpick. I'll uh, spring clean my truck, clean the inside of it. Um, I'll check. I'll go ahead and I'll, instead of just, you know, we got to do a daily pre-trip. That's very crucial. Mm-hmm. It's doing our dailies. Well, on the weekends... I go over the entire truck. I'm I'm checking everything that you normally wouldn't check in just your pre-trip. And does that but, save you time on your pre-trips and, and kind of save you uh, the headache of having to find something right before it's time to get on the road? Is that kind of the idea behind it? It, it does, but at the same time, I'm still going to check that stuff, check that box whenever I do my pre-trip. I'm still going to go over that stuff again. Because you never know, you might have overlooked, you might have missed something. So it's just so more about the it repetition. Hurt to do it again. Yeah, just about it's the about repetition. The, yes. So me being, I was a mechanic for twenty-one and a half years in the military. So I check things that most, and I'm not going to say all drivers, but a lot of drivers don't think to check. Mm-hmm. I'm crawling up underneath the truck, and I'm squeezing anywhere I can in that truck, and checking every inch a visible line and wiring that I can because I don't want to be just do my pre-trip Monday morning and get 20 miles down the road and have an airline break that I could have caught while I was on my 34. Right. And I'm sure that if that's something you've made a routine that you've saved yourself some time on the back end by finding some things on your 34 uh, a time or two, I would assume. Yeah, I have. I actually have. That's great. Me having the mechanical experience, I, you know, I can I can fix it right there on the spot and not have to worry about taking it. You know, waiting till one of the shops open. Say if I'm out on the road, having to wait till Monday morning, wait till a shop open. Now that just puts us behind schedule. And if I can, if I can, it's something I can take care of right there on the spot. I'm going to do it. I heard you're one of the guys that's just never broken down, and it sounds like that's because you're helping yourself. Uh, stay out of those situations with a little bit of planning and uh, and a, a good routine that you're used to. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've never said that, but if I look back on it, the only issues I've had where the truck's been broken down are things that are beyond my control. Right. Um, system failures within the electronics in the truck, I can't control that. Mm-hmm. Uh, tires blowing out, you know, because uh, road debris, Picking up a nail somewhere, you can't always see that. It happens. Sure, sure. But, you know, I've had those, you know, minor, if you want to consider those breakdowns, okay, breakdown. But but as far as, I'm, I'm one of those guys that, like, my check engine light's on right now. The shop is aware of it. My truck's still running fine. 
We pulled the code. We know what's wrong with it. We're, I'm not going to sit there and hound the shop. I want that check engine light off. I want that check engine light off. I'm going to deal with what I got to deal with because it's not affecting my job. It's not affecting my truck. It's mm-hmm. not a, uh, affecting any of the performance aspects. I'm going to roll on. I've got a job to do. I got money to make. I got bills to pay. I'm going to roll on. And then when it's time and my truck needs to come into the shop for service, the shop is real good about jumping on any issues that I've reported that I've had with the truck. They jump on it. And I'm sure that they really appreciate the fact that you're taking such good care of your truck out there while you're on the road as well. And, uh, you know, not every driver does that. But if you're listening to this right now and looking for something to do on your 34, uh, you could take a page out of Tony's book and, uh, you know, just save yourself some headaches down the road. I, I love that. That's a part of your, you know, you, you put that into getting the job done, but you're also doing it on break time, which, uh, you know, I, I know that lo- that's not something that everybody would want to do because they want every minute of their break. But look, man, when you add up all the time, it's going to save you down the road. Uh, you're, you're talking about more than a 34 that you might lose if you're not going over it with a fine tooth comb like that. Exactly. The longer I'm sitting, the longer I'm not making money. Yep. Perfect. And we're not making money. What's, what's the point in working? Uh, there isn't one. Come hang out with me, kick your feet up and do nothing, man. That sounds a uh, lot. I, I'd, <laughs> I'd love to be able to officially retire, retire. I've got 40 acres back home. I'd love to be able to just retire and work on the farm. I've got some old classic Chevy pickups that I'm working on, trying to restore. I get to work on them about once a month. <laughs> but what, what years? Uh, I've got a 77 and 81 and 82 square body Chevys. Very cool. I love those square bodies. I actually, I had a 1972 uh, C10 step side when I was in high school that was uh, restored when I bought it. And I, I miss that truck more than certain dead relatives, Tony. I won't lie to you about that. Oh, I, I hear you. I, I had a truck. I had an 85 when I was my first vehicle. I had an 85 K5 Blazer. And I kick myself on a regular basis. <laughs> for getting for trading that truck for a motorcycle that I never got running. Oh man. And wound up and wound up selling the motorcycle. And those blazers you can't find them anywhere. I mean they everybody that's got one of those things holds on to it uh and rightfully they are, so. Yep. Uh, I do have one. I my 77 is a K5. Um it'll never be roadworthy again, but it's definitely going to be uh off-road uh, rock crawling uh, worthy. Okay, when I'm done with it, I like it, it man. It's just going to be a fun buggy for sure. Well, I've just we're running up against the clock here a little bit, and I've got one more question about how you spend your break time that I'm dying to ask you. Okay, yeah, go for it. So you said that you'll watch YouTube, you'll watch some Netflix, uh, TV, movies, that type of thing. Give me your one guilty pleasure show. I like. Let me put you in a situation here. It's been a bad day. You've had a lot of stuff that hasn't gone right. Uh, you're finally kicking your heels up, and you just want to wash it all away with something that's going to take your mind off of the frustrations of the day. What is it? Um, it's going to have to be YouTube. And there's one YouTuber in particular I follow. He's a young guy, but he and he, he's humble as can be. If you've ever heard the name Cletus McFarland, um, his real name is Garrett. His real name is Garrett Mitchell, and he's actually originally from Omaha, Nebraska. Okay, he now resides in uh, 
Bradenton, Florida. He is one of the largest automotive uh, YouTubers in the entire world. My closet here in the truck is full of Cletus McFarland t-shirts. <laughs> awesome. So you're a big supporter of his. Oh, I am. And huge supporter. It drives my wife nuts because every one of his videos starts out with, hell yeah, brother, you're watching the Cletus McFarland YouTube channel. And it drives my wife absolutely insane. Oh, man, that's great. Well, Tony, if, if you and I had a nickel for every time we drove our wives insane, we probably would be talking early retirement at this point, right? I would have retired <laughs> probably 20 years ago. <laughs> Well, Tony Brown, thank you so much for coming on here and chatting with us a little bit. Like I said, when the next food episode comes out, we're getting you on for sure. Get a couple of those recipes so the rest of us can eat like kings like you do, okay? Will do. All right, Tony. I'll, I'll try to get them, I'll try to get them out of my head and put on paper because I don't keep a recipe book. Everything stays in my head, all my measurements, everything. So, well, even if you got to walk us through it without having it written down, I'm sure that you'll get it close enough. You know, nobody's going to be able to make it quite as good as you, even with the perfect recipe anyway, right? That's the whole thing about cooking. If these are your recipes, you're the one that does them right. Everybody else can only get close. Exactly. My wife has tried on a couple of mine, and she just, just she's like, forget it. Come fix this. <laughs> <laughs> and, she, and she's, a, and don't get me wrong, my wife is, a, is an amazing cook. Because some of the food I bring out with me is like her homemade bread. Yeah, and her homemade it's, pasta. You told me she makes her own pasta, too. Yeah, she does. That's awesome, man. So it's, 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 we're hitting it from a family front. So. That's great, Tony. Well, listen, we'll get you back on soon to talk about those recipes. Do us a favor and stay safe out there. Enjoy your next 34. And thank you so much for sharing some time uh, with the Liquid Trucking Podcast today. All right. Thanks for having me. We're going to fill this podcast so full of drivers telling you how they spend their 34 today. It's going to make your head spin. And I've got the next one on the line with me right now. It's liquid driver Josh Dabrowski. Josh, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, are you out on the road right now or are you at home time? I'm out on the road. I don't go home for like another week and a half. Okay, cool. And, and where are you at right now? Uh, I'm at KW. Uh, I'm about to take an empty trailer up to the yard so I can get my truck service. Okay, very cool. So we're talking about, like I said off the top there, how you spend your 34. And uh, I'm wondering, man, are you a are you a traveling man? Do you like to get out of the truck and explore? Uh, you got a, a killer video game set up in there. Are you a Netflix guy? Take me through how Josh uh, puts 34 hours behind him when you got some time to kill. Well, it all really depends on where I'm at in the country, to be honest with you. I was in the Army for nine and a half years, so I know people all around in the United States. So if I'm close by, I'll get out and go visit them. Typically, I'm I'm cooking big meals, and I have my, uh, my PS5 in here. I play a lot of games. Perfect. And what's your go-to, man? Are you, a, are you a Call of Duty guy? No, no, I'm not a big online gamer. I like uh, open open world story games, one-player games. Okay, so have you gotten have you gotten tied up with that Elden Ring yet? You've uh, you dumped a hundred hours into that one. You know what? I actually have it in my queue right now. I I dipped into it for like a couple of hours, 
but I started playing another game. Like when I went home, I downloaded like 10 different games and played on my PlayStation. And I, I played a little of every single one, but like I'm stuck on this, uh, this ghost game right now. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. Well, listen, man, I, I dipped my toe into the Elden Ring waters as well. Uh, and for those of you that are gamers out there listening, you know, it wasn't a commitment I was willing to make at the time. So uh, if you ever get around to it, you'll have to let me know how bad it beats you up because I've heard some horror stories. But I love talking to to guys that game out on the road because and I'm sure you've seen it. There are some drivers rolling around with some insane gaming setups in their cabs. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've seen a whole bunch of different stuff. So, like, you know, you already know that uh, our trucks come with TVs and uh, and, uh, dish cable. I'm not a big fan on cable. I haven't been for like the last 15 years and I mostly use streaming platforms. But I have I have the TV and, of course, my PlayStation and I have a big sound bar in here, a Bose sound bar. So, like, I just crank it all the way up when I'm not beside people and, and go to town. There you go. Is if this sleeper's rocking, don't bother knocking, right? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> That's cool, man. Well, uh, talk to me a little bit about the meals. Now, we obviously just did a food episode here a couple weeks back. And, uh, you know, I talked to Tony Brown earlier in the episode and I had to apologize to him because he's a big cook. He's out there chefing things up in his cab all the time. And he's been sending me pictures, all these crazy, insane meals. The dude eats like a king out there on the road. Uh, yeah, I, I listened to that. I listened to that podcast. It's pretty good. Thank you. I, I appreciate you listening. What type of meals are you making yourself? Are you a guy that likes to really uh, dig in in the in the kitchen or in your makeshift kitchen and make some real elaborate stuff? Or are you kind of, you know, got your staples and that's what you stick with? Uh, I, I have a few select uh, cheap meals I like to go to, and I, I kind of stick with those, especially if I'm cooking like during the week. But it, it, like if I'm on a 34-hour reset, especially if I have a chance to, to hit a grocery store prior to that, I'm, I'm trying to make something that's going to be a, a decent size that's going to last me a few days. I cook everything, honestly. I, I used to have a three-in-one microwave oven air fryer. Oh, but yeah. our freight line, yeah, our freight liners don't uh, have the space for them. So I got I, I sent that home, and now I have uh, a two disc hot plate that I uh, use for like a frying pan and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and I also have like a legit air fryer, and I use that thing for everything now. <laughs> Dude, they are so versatile, and and really, it's like there's this stigma out there in the cooking community that you're being lazy if you're using an air fryer. And I don't think so. You're budgeting your time effectively. It saves you so much time for certain oh, you applications. Have no idea. Yeah. It, 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 it is crazy. Like I, even like when it comes down to like cooking meats and stuff like that, I can have a decent sized steak done within 30 minutes. And then it's, I can just put it in there halfway through, flip it over, cook the other side and it's perfect. Yep. And for for what they cost, I mean, you'd think something that was that good for that many different things would be almost prohibitively expensive, but they're dirt no. cheap. You can buy them for next to nothing. Absolutely. I think I got a, a Ninja air fryer in here, and I think I only paid like $60, $65 for it, something like that. Yeah, and the amount of money it'll save you over time not having to buy stuff at the truck stop or at uh, insert fast food restaurant here is is going to be it'll, it'll pay for itself in the first few months i would assume well absolutely I, I i watched a video the other day of a guy that went into mickey d's and got a standard size meal 
And he literally bought all the ingredients to make that meal times like five. And it was the same exact price. Unbelievable, man. Food costs are outrageous right now. And that's that's why I think it's good to bring this stuff up, because I know there's probably drivers listening right now that are kind of struggling with that and thinking, man, there's got to be a better way where I don't have to spend as much of my paycheck. And there really is. I, I will encourage drivers to get in touch with the other drivers that have already come on the food episodes. And this is something that I'm finding out enough of you guys that drive for liquid are good cooks, like really good cooks making legitimately tasty and nutritious food in your cabs. We got to have another food episode, man. And you're absolutely getting an invite to come on and talk me through one of your favorite recipes. That's that's I'll just promise you that right now. Yeah, I'm definitely down. Like I said, I like cooking. I like gaming. When, I, when I'm around people, uh, uh, people that I know, like out in the, uh, other states and stuff like that, I like to go visit them if I can, if I got time to stop by. But um, that that's pretty much my 34-hour reset, pretty much in a nutshell. I mean, 34 hours goes by pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, especially when you got a PlayStation 5 that can just bleed those hours away from you. How many times have you looked up and been sitting there for six hours and been like, man, I got to go to bed? Yeah, well, you so so I have I put myself on a limit, uh, not as far as playing it, but I only play it on my thirty four hour reset because oh, okay. I know if I get it if I get into it during the week, by the time I'm done a shower, making myself something to eat, and if I get on the game, I'm not going to go to bed when I'm I'm supposed to. I'll <laughs> yeah. stay up all night playing it. Yep, that's probably not a good idea. <laughs> I'm the same way, man. It's you know I think that's a we're we're both a product of the environment that we grew up in. I don't know how old you are exactly, but I'm I'm pushing forty, so I've had video games with me pretty much my entire life, and yep. uh, I never thought that I would be as into them at this age as I am. But they just keep making them better. You know, it's it's for me, in my opinion, being a truck driver and staying out as long as I do, it's it's a good thing to get my mind out of me living in a closet all the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, man. Well, that's that's great. And I'm glad that you keep something by like that to uh, to help pass the time, because I'm sure sometimes it gets a little lonely out there and. Uh, there's no better way to uh, to put those thoughts in the back burner and just kind of chill than uh, than rocking a video game, man. I'm right with you on that. There's there's one more thing I want to ask you too. What about like exercise? Uh, do you get out and get the blood pumping at all on your 34? I try to. I uh, I try to get out and, and take like a mile or two walk. Uh, I'm six five, probably somewhere around 300 pounds. That's a little more than I like. During the week, for me, it's a little hard, but I I do try to get out and get some stretching in and and get moving because, you know, being locked up in this truck, you you don't really have the time to. (laughs) Uh, Dude, I I imagine. And just so you know how much I can't relate to you being 6'5", I'm only 5'9", so I got to ask you, (laughs) (laughs) how do you fit in the truck, like do you have enough room in there. You obviously is your cab comfortable? Is your seat comfortable for a guy your height? You know what? So, I when I started out with this company, I was in a Volvo, and I literally my head would touch one end and my feet would touch the other while I was laying in bed. Uh huh. I kind of that figured. was rough. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that 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 was really rough. But then they, uh, after a few after probably like six months, they put me in a twenty one uh, Freightliner. And that was that was a little bit better, but now they got me in this uh, 2023 Freightliner, and I think out of all the trucks that I've driven in my whole career, uh, this has probably got the most room in it. Oh, good, 
Good. So you're you're at the most comfortable that you've ever been right now is what you're saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I I, I even have my 80 quart uh, deep freezer in here. Wow. And yeah, so, so it's plenty of room for me. <laughs> That's great. And that helps with that food, uh, that food cost thing we were talking about. If you've got a deep freezer in there, you're set, dude. That truck could break down in the middle of nowhere and you'd be on your own for a week. You got a deep freezer in there. You're just chilling, playing PlayStation, cooking some great food. It's like a, a mini vacation that nobody wanted to take in the first place, right? Absolutely. <laughs> and like, I've, I've, been, I've been trying to push myself to this carnivore diet where I only eat meat. Uh-huh. And, and it helps me so much because I can just stack up a whole bunch of meat when I go home inside the freezer and just take it out on the road with me. And it'll, I'll have it for the next couple of months while I'm out on the road. Perfect, man. Well, don't come to Oregon without giving your boy a call because I want to try one of these air fryer steaks. All right. I'm, I'm not joking with you guys. If you're out here in the Pacific Northwest, uh, you got to at least uh, let me know so I can maybe get out there and at least meet you, shake your hand and say thanks for coming on the podcast in person. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, Josh, we're, we're just about out of time here today. I'll give you the floor, though. You know, this is the first time that you've come on the podcast. And a lot of times I like to let people uh, have their peace. Is there anything you want to say to any of the other liquid employees, uh, fellow drivers? Maybe you got some family that might be listening. Uh, take a few minutes, say whatever you'd like. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I was thinking about this all day uh, since we talked yesterday, and I just want to thank whoever instills the staff on how they interact with the drivers. Because you know, the truck drivers get crapped on every single chance they get, and it's it's a blessing to work for a company that treats their drivers with respect, even if they had make mistakes. They still talk to them like a, a human being, and that I just want to say thank you to to all the staff that actually do that. I appreciate it. Well said, man. Well said. And, you know, the the podcast episode that we had right before this one where we talked about uh, the known disconnect between drivers and dispatchers, I got a great peek behind the curtain on that. And it, you know what? Liquid seems to be a hell of a place to work for both a driver and a dispatcher. And uh, I'm just glad to hear you guys all have such good relationships with one another because the job that you do isn't easy. And it gets Absolutely. a lot harder when you can't communicate with the people that you depend on. So, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Liquid driver, Josh Dabrowski. Thank you so much for taking some time, man. We'll get back in touch with you because uh, you got to share a recipe with me on our next food episode. Okay. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Thanks again. Be safe, Josh. You too. liquid driver drew hearn on the line checking back in with the liquid trucking podcast drew I i've said this to some other people but you're gonna need to think about uh, taking up podcasting as like a second time gig because you got to be getting pretty good at it at this point man you've been here a lot yeah i was just about ready to tell you you know uh, next time i come out to work you might as well pull up another microphone and chair and i'll just join you i got it man it's here it's ready to go we'll get you in here i can't guarantee you the studio is going to be clean but that's i think you'd probably be okay with that hey that's all right man <laughs> where are you at and where are you headed today so right now i'm in kennedy minnesota that's up there kind of close to the border of uh the u.s and canada mm-hmm and getting loaded up with some canola oil to head down to Springfield, uh, Missouri. Nice. Canola oil, man. It's one of the staples in my house. I've always got a jug of it because I just never know when the urge is going to hit me to deep fry something. Uh, oh, so. yeah. Yeah. I personally prefer uh, peanut oil 
but you know, that's guess, what I've heard. Know. That's what I've heard. I've heard a lot of people go to peanut oil for like French fries and stuff like that. Another one that uh, a little bit more expensive and not quite as available is duck fat for that type of stuff. But, you know, being an Oregon duck fan, I do have certain misgivings about using duck fat to fry anything. I'd rather use beaver fat, if you know what I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Go ducks, right? Go ducks, baby. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, we're talking about how drivers spend their 34 today on the pod, Drew. And I wanted to get in touch with you because you and I talked a little bit when I was at the terminal about how you keep your uh, yourself occupied there in the cab. And uh, I think we have some uh, of the same interests when it comes to video games. So are you uh, you got a pretty good gaming set up there in the cab? What are you running? So my wife just recently for my birthday slash Christmas present bought me a PlayStation 5. Hell yes. So I've got that hooked up now. And um, she uh, got the new Call of Duty uh, with it. And I beat that in probably like four or five hours. Wow. So yeah. And, um, I actually went ahead and bought a Grand Theft Auto five and I'm currently playing that whenever I, you know, do my 34s or tens or whatever, you know? So I just kind of recently started doing, doing that, uh, because I was out of a gaming system for a couple of years. Uh, mine got packed away and I lost it somewhere. So, but now I'm doing that, but usually like, on my 34s out on the road, I just really hang out in my truck pretty much. I usually pull in late on Saturday to start and, you know, I'll make me something to eat. And then I stay up late and game out now on my PlayStation. And then on Sundays, um, since it's actually like a full day off, I'll sleep in for a little bit, but I usually get up and, do my laundry if the loves or whatever truck stop I'm at has laundry facilities. I'll get up and do that. I clean my truck like the whole inside every two weeks. So I do that and then, you know, make some food, play the PlayStation a little bit, watch some TV. And that's pretty much the gist of my 34 when I'm out on the road. But when I do my 34 at home, which is every other weekend, me and the wife like to get out of town a little bit and have some fun. This past week, I actually got uh, lucky and did two 34-hour resets. My wife bought concert tickets for the 13th. So I took the 13th and 14th off and went to Lincoln, Nebraska for a concert. And we stayed in a hotel in Omaha. And then on the 14th, this is kind of funny, is um, the wife, she said to me, she's all, I'm feeling kind of hungry for some barbecue. What do you feel about Kansas City? And just on on impulse, we left Omaha and headed to Kansas City <laughs> just for some barbecue. <laughs> so, you know, and then uh, uh, this past weekend, went to Omaha with the, with the family and took them to urban air, which is like a indoor trampoline park. They got like bumper cars, virtual reality, indoor playground set. They got a warrior 
course, rock climbing wall. Wow. And we just kind of made a day of it. And then we took them out to go uh, have a pizza at our favorite pizza place in Omaha. And they have an arcade in there. So we got like $20 worth of quarters and just let the kids go nuts in the arcade heck yeah man i have memories that are seared into my head of you know where i grew up we didn't have a mall and so it was like a family trip to go to the mall so that mom and my sister could shop and i was always just such a nuisance that that's exactly what my mom would do is hand me a roll of quarters or two and just put me in the arcade and say i'll be back to get you when i'm back to get you uh, yep. <laughs> <and> so <laughs> you're making you're making some lasting memories there for those kids with that arcade trip. That's awesome, man. And oh, yeah. Indoor trampoline parks. Those things are so cool. I just now that I'm pushing 40 and have had uh, one catastrophic knee injury in my life, I'm more of a spectator at the uh, indoor trampoline parks because I have this fear in the back of my head that that's where the knee goes the next time is, you know, I'm, I'm out there trying to do a double axle 360 spin <laughs> flip and all of a sudden I'm, I'm laying in a pile on the ground. So how about you? Did you get out there and, uh, and work the knees a little bit on the trampolines? Well, no, not really. We have a, uh, a one-year-old and, uh, we got four other kids that are from five to 11. Mm-hmm. So, um, the wife usually goes out there with the four other kids and kind of does that thing with them. And, where the place that we went to, they're really, really busy all the time. So I was able to catch a table. And so I just kind of hung out there with my youngest son and made sure that, you know, the kids had somewhere they could run back to to get a drink. And we actually got them memberships there for the next year. So every time they go, they get like a free slice of pizza, a little bag of popcorn. So they got all that. And, you know, I just kind of, held down the table for it, if you will, you know, and just kind of enjoyed it from there. And where I was sitting at, you know, I could watch the kids on the bumper cars, the rock wall and the virtual reality. And then I could see my youngest, uh, my two youngest daughters up in the jungle gym and they would be uh, crawling through the tubes and come looking through the glass, waving at me. I take pictures of them and everything. But I kind of leave all that stuff up to the wife. I I uh, I just enjoy just hanging out and watching the kids have fun. Good good on you, man. Because that's the way that you walk out of there, and you don't get wheeled out on a stretcher. Um, that's exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm kind of a big guy, so you know, I get out there and start doing too much. Uh, can someone give me a diet coke and a cheeseburger before I leave? <laughs> Uh, that's great, man. So it sounds like, you know, you, you stay pretty close to the truck on your brakes, but if you're home, you're making time for family and that's so cool to hear. Uh, I do want to ask you, who'd you go see in concert up in Lincoln? So me and my wife are really into underground rap and like rap, rap artists that people usually don't hear a whole lot about. And, um, the guys that we went to go see, they're, they're just now starting to get their name out there and everything. But, uh, we went to go see, um, three artists, um, by the name of germ Harper and Knight Lavelle. Okay. So, um, I know Knight Lavelle, he's out of Canada and I'm not for sure about the two other artists that were there, 
but it was um, at a bourbon theater down there in Lincoln, and it's more of a smaller area, so it's a little bit more intimate, if you could say. Mm-hmm. So you get really close to the artist or whoever's playing, and there's not a massive amount of people like at you know like civic centers or you know big venues like that. So it kind of it kind of makes it a little bit more cool that way. That's awesome, man. And, and as somebody who I've been a musician going back as long as I can remember, and I've played in a ton of little local bands like that, and it warms my heart to hear that you're out there supporting those guys because, look, we all love to spend big money on our favorite artists and go to some giant basketball arena and see them play. Uh, but it's needless to say, they don't see your 200 bucks like the guys that you spent tickets on uh over valentine's day man that that's that's really cool support local music is something that you know i'm not i'm not big on slogans but when i see a support local music sticker i kind of nod my head in agreement you know oh yeah for sure and you know me and the wife we are no stranger to small concerts to big concerts i mean we've we've seen heavy metal artists with big names you know we've seen like Corn, Slipknot, Rob Zombie, and all the way down to no-name bands or artists. So, you know, our music um, entertainment, if that's the way to put it, is pretty broad. The only music we really don't like to listen to is country. Oh, and <laughs> so, that'll, get you, that'll get you into a spin with some of your other fellow drivers, man, because I know oh, some oh, of yeah. them are out there really... <laughs> just blaring the country there were some tears on the highway when toby keith passed away short oh short yeah while ago. oh yeah you know me and my wife we are not the typical because my wife also has a cdl and she drives a truck okay we're not the typical truck drivers we're not sitting back listening to the blues or country we got heavy metal rock rap hip-hop on uh we like old school 70s 80s 60s kind of music too okay so yeah i mean my my all-time favorite band is led zeppelin followed by pink floyd okay so, i got you, you so know. you've got a diverse you've got some diverse taste man that's awesome oh yeah oh yeah definitely very cool well i love hearing that you're uh you're rocking gta 5 on the ps5 Big ups uh, from the podcast to your wife for hooking up that gift. I think that uh, oh, yeah. there's one way to turn a bunch of men that are pushing 40 into uh, 12-year-old kids again, and that's to have them get to unwrap a PS5. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, And I also know GTA 5, you can sink hundreds of hours into that bad boy and just scratch the surface. So I hope you're enjoying oh, it. Oh, yeah. Man. Oh yeah, I I had it on my um when I had a place when I before I put my PlayStation Four into uh, storage, I had GTA Five when it first came out, and I played hours upon hours on it. And finally, when I got the PlayStation Five, I told the wife I was like, I'm getting it again, you know, just because it's there's just so much you can do on it, and I don't get bored. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's a great game for that. Uh, do you play online at all out of your cab, or are you mostly just playing local stuff? So um, I'm pretty big on penny pension, and so I don't pay for mobile Wi-Fi, like, you know, the big mobile Wi-Fi where mm-hmm. I get tons of data or anything. Um, I just 
have the mobile Wi-Fi on my phone, but that gets burned up pretty quick. So I don't really play online in my truck. Um, I wait till I get home and then, you know, late at night when everyone's asleep, I'll hook up to the Wi-Fi at home and play online then. But in my truck, I just play the game as it is, you know, without any Wi-Fi or online or anything. It's smart, man, because it's that to get that capability in the cab is definitely going to run up the end of the uh, month expenses for sure. So, oh yeah, and I I pay enough for phone bills. I pay for three <laughs> phone bills. I don't need a I don't need a mobile Wi-Fi plug. I think because uh, we got Verizon, I think they want like a hundred dollars extra a month for it. And I'm like, oh, wow. yeah, no, I'm not going to pay that. <laughs> yeah. Good on you, man. Well, Drew, thank you so much. I know you're getting loaded right now. I really appreciate you taking some time out to chat with me about how you spend your 34. Uh, as I said, if you're ever over in Oregon, at least call me up. I mean, if nothing else, I'll come out and have a cup of coffee with you. But uh, if we get lucky enough, we'll get you up here into the man room studio and uh, and let you see what it's really like. It's not as exciting as what it might sound. So don't get your hopes up, okay? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for some excitement, man. You got to spice it up a little bit. Right, I'll maybe. make sure you know I'm coming through so that way you can do something, you know? I'll, I'll let the corgis come up here and let them run around. That's always entertaining. It's like watching a couple cartoons. <laughs> there you go for sure <laughs> all right drew hearn driver for liquid trucking thank you again my friend be safe out there we'll talk to you soon okay all right thank you marcus next up here on the liquid trucking podcast i'm joined by liquid driver mike stanfield mike thank you so much for being here today Hey, what's going on? Hey, first things first, I got to say, how about those Chiefs, baby? I figured that was probably coming from somebody sooner or later. And yeah, in case you were wondering, I'm still licking my wounds a little bit. That was a rough one as a 49er fan, Mike. Uh, I bet. It was a good game, though. It was a good game. It's nice to get a a competitive one. And an overtime Super Bowl is uh, it doesn't happen very often. So I feel like... uh, I feel like we'll be back, uh, but I feel like the Chiefs will be back too, which just pisses me off, Mike, to be honest with you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it pisses everybody off, I think, (laughs) except for Chiefs fans. Except for Chiefs fans, yeah. So uh, where are you at and where are you headed today, Mike? Uh, Right now I'm in Morrow, Georgia at uh, Express Container getting washed out. Then um, i got to go pick up a load in Smyrna, Georgia, and then heading over to uh, Granger, Wyoming. Okay, so do you have to fight with Atlanta very much? I'm not totally familiar with where those uh, where those cities are. So, what's the Atlanta situation? You got to go through it, or do you get to go around it? It's always a fight in Georgia. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Georgia is a constant fight. People don't know how to drive, and yeah, it's just always always a thing. I saw a video of a uh, a truck driver that was complaining about all of the Dodge uh, Hellcats out there and going way too fast on the interstate. I assume you've probably seen some of those. Everybody goes way too fast. It doesn't matter. Yeah, (laughs) it'd be 65. And, you know, people are going like 90, 95 miles an hour down the road. But if a trucker goes two miles over the speed limit, we're getting pulled over and getting, you know, a $200 ticket or whatever. For sure. Yeah, it's, it's like... It's not like you guys are the ones that understand the aspects of safety that keep all of these people safe from the 80,000 pound tanks that you tug around. Uh, Might as well give you the ticket for everybody else being an idiot, right? Right. 
Yeah, it's where the most money is. I hear you. Well, I don't envy the fact that you're uh, you're heading through Georgia, but I, it's got to be nice out there once you get up. You said Wyoming. That's a that's a pretty area. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's pretty nice out here right now. It's like sixty nine degrees, seventy two actually. And then I'm uh, gonna go to Wyoming, so it'll be cold there probably. So. I, I was I was making sure that you weren't looking at the speedometer of uh, of, of your truck. It's <laughs> you know sixty eight, sixty nine degrees, seventy two. That'll get you a ticket, I assume. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Mike, today on the uh, podcast, we're talking about uh, how drivers spend their thirty four, and I'm uh, just packing this episode with drivers that wanted to come on and talk to me a little bit about how you uh, recoup from a long week's worth of work and uh, get your reset in. Uh, are you a guy that likes to uh, spend a lot of time in the truck? Do you like to get out and go exploring? You a big exercise guy? What's what's a 34 look like for Mike? Well, you know, what I do usually is I'll take the time and kind of clean my truck up quite a bit because, you know, no matter how much you try to keep it clean during the week, it's getting dirty because especially around this time of the year, you're in and out of your truck and most places we go to are sloppy and muddy, especially the yard, you know, and you get in you get, footprints all over your floor and dust all over the dash and mud all over the windows, you know, so I try to take that time to really deep clean my truck and yeah, I get out and I walk around. I don't do too much exploring because I don't like to, you know, be away from my truck for too long a time in a, in a weird area. Mm -hmm. But since uh nicer weather is coming up here soon, yeah, I'm going to be working out a little bit more. I'm going for more walks because uh, I need to start, getting back into shape so I can fit into the, all the clothes that I have in my closet. I do like to game. So I play, um, you know, I have a PS4 at home and I have the PS4 connect app so I can anywhere in the world, pretty much as long as I have good service, I can play call of duty or whatever on my phone. Um, well, that's, that's running awesome. off my PS4 at home. Yeah. So that's very cool. I but, did not yeah. know that was a thing. So does it make it a harder experience to play it on a phone rather than sitting in front of like a 60 inch big screen? Much, much. Yeah. And I was telling my wife, I was like, man, I need to get an iPad or something, but I can't, you know, I, that's more money that right. to be spent. So yeah, exactly. You might just buy yourself a PS five for the truck. If you're going to buy an iPad, right? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Do you play exactly. online uh, or are you playing mostly local? Like what's your, what's your situation there? I play online. Yeah. I play, um, you know, a lot of multiplayer. I don't play too much of the, the war zone or battle royale or anything like that i'm not a big battle royale guy i like to run and gun and you know get my kills in sure <laughs> and, and die and get back up right that's the that's the whole thing behind <laughs> it those those battle royale games it's it's a little bit of a of a bitch because you do all this work and then you die and it's just game over with his other yep, game modes yep. at least you get to come back they give you some mario lives and you get to go give it another shot exactly exactly Okay, so talk me through your favorite loadout real quick, because I know we got some gamers listening, because I've already talked to a couple of them. Uh, are you like a light machine gun guy? Are you a sniper rifle guy? You said run and gun, so I'm picturing you with an SMG. Talk me through the loadout, Mike. Yeah, SMGs and um, ARs, um, you got to have that smooth recoil, but also be able to... Um, Aim down sight really fast, uh, quicker reloads, um, some that's going to, you know, be able to get me, you know, if I have to reload that I can just get back into the gunfight real quick and bring my sights up. You know, I don't, I don't really do a lot of sniping when I'm trying to work on the camos and stuff like that. I'll use sniper rifles, 
But um, other than that, yeah, it's mostly uh, ARs and SMGs. And now in Modern Warfare 3, they got battle battle rifles, um, mm-hmm. which is like a smaller version of the ARs, I guess. Um, so I use those too. Okay. But yeah. I might be the type of guy that you would hate to play Call of Duty with because I am the guy that's the sniper. I'm stuck away in a hole where you can't find me, and I'm shooting as far away as I can. Yeah, that's what everybody says. I'll find you. Just shoot me (laughs) once. I'll find you. And that's the the cat and mouse game that you running gunners and we snipers play. (laughs) Yep. Yep, exactly. It's pretty fun. I like it. Any other games that you get into while you're out there? No, not really. Um... I usually just stick to like Call of Duty. I play some um, Call of Duty Mobile, but it's not as fun as you know regular Call of Duty. I mean, if I don't have really good service to where I can't play Call of you know Modern Warfare or whatever, I'll play some Call of Duty Mobile. I use a controller um, that just Bluetooths to my phone and stuff like that, so it makes it pretty easy. Okay, well, sounds like you got a pretty good setup for being able to uh, to accommodate your your free time out there on the road. I like hearing that because. You know, I am a gamer. I grew up with it. I it's I never thought that I would be pushing 40 years old and still be as exciting as excited about gaming as I am. But it's mm-hmm. they just keep getting better, man. I mean, this is we've come so far since I was playing Pong on an Atari that I feel like I got to be along for the ride now. I can't I can't quit now. Things are getting good. Yep. Yep. I know. I told my wife, I said, babe, I was like, I'm going to be eight years old. <laughs> and I'm going to be smoking joints and playing Call of Duty when I'm retired. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, listening to Dr. Dre uh, and just, yeah. you know, reliving the golden years, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, hey, I wanted to touch on one thing that you said real quick before I, I let you get back to it. But uh, you mentioned exercising and, you know, we just had an episode last week about staying fit on the road. And I'd be interested to know what kind of exercises you uh, you try to do out there during your 34, because I heard uh, a story of a guy that actually uses like his his Bambi basher on the front of the truck for uh, like a he'll, he'll do hanging sit ups from it and use it as like a, an actual piece of workout equipment. What are you getting into out there when it comes time to get in shape, Mike? See, I'm not a big workout guy, but I know that I need to do it. Um, not only is my wife telling me that I need to do it, but my doctors are telling me to do it. So it's something that I'm looking more into and figuring out while I'm out here. I do have those um, those bands that you can use, those stretching bands or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a set of those. I'm thinking about getting a set of some dumbbells to keep in my truck. You know, I'm still trying to figure everything out, but right now I'm going to start off with walking and like power walking around the truck stops. There you go. Just to kind of get me into it and get my cardio up because my problem is is I'm lazy. And, you know, once I start doing something and I get out of breath, I'm like, all right, I'm done. (laughs) You know, so I got, (laughs) I got, I got to get my cardio up and I got to start, you know, eating healthier too. I mean, that's a big, big thing i've been trying to do that me and my wife both it's hard to do out here but i've been doing a lot of more meal prepping while i'm while i'm at home doing a 34 so okay that's good man and you know uh i've had since we did our episode actually a a few weeks back just kind of food on the road episode i've had multiple drivers reach out to me and say hey I do all my meal prep on the road or I do all my cooking on the road and I've got some crazy recipes I want to share with you. So if you're thinking about getting into that uh, here, I don't know, in the coming weeks sometime, we haven't put it on the schedule again yet because I don't want to do two food episodes so close together. But 
within the next few months, we'll have another episode where a bunch of drivers are going to come on and share some tips and tricks and recipes about eating healthy yeah. on the road. Uh, so definitely check out that episode because you're right. It's no easy feat, but I think some of the guys have figured out a few workarounds that work pretty well when you're talking about cooking in your cab. For sure. For sure. Um, and for all the guys out there that don't know yet, um, I created a Facebook page for us. Um, it's the Liquid Trucking Drivers Lounge. It'd be awesome if you guys could go on there and post recipes and everything like that too. Maybe workout plans, stuff like that. So that way, you know, it's constantly on there. Or maybe we can even come up with a trucker's cookbook, you know what I mean? And, you know, have it at the terminal and people can pick it up while they're at the terminal or something. That's a fantastic idea. What's a podcast host got to do to get invited into the Liquid Truckers Lounge? Hey, dude, you you send me, you send a request to join and I will add you on there, brother. Hell yes. I feel like I'm really getting accepted and being part of the family now. I love this. I think you, you're in there, man. You got the trucker talk down and everything, dude. Well, <laughs> sometimes I think I might be speaking a little bit off or out of turn, but uh, I know that you guys will check me if I ever get too big for my own britches out here. Oh, yeah. You know what I think you need to do, though? I think you need to uh, figure out a way to maybe go on some runs with some of the local drivers and see what it's really like. Well, if they were more local to me, I would think about that, but that, that, uh, you know, I got to do a cross country flight just to make that happen, Mike. Yeah, so if you're out yeah, here in Oregon, excuses. hey, if you're out here in Oregon, just pick me up, brother. I mean, I'll I'll stand All on the right. side of the road with my thumb out. You'll see me. I'll be the one talking. Imagine that. Right. Be like, man, can't get this dude to shut up. Yeah, right. This is a great idea. Invited a podcaster into my cab, and now I've just got to sit here and listen to him for eight states. Hey, man, I, I just really appreciate how involved you guys all are in this podcast. So uh, the the drivers that I've spoken to, yourself included, have have done such a great job coming on here and sharing uh, with us about the things that they do. And your 34 is a real important part of your day. So I appreciate you uh, or a part of your week. Sorry. And I really appreciate you sharing kind of not only what you do, but what you're planning on doing once the weather gets better. Um, I, I, I just think that I'm always so interested in this stuff and everybody's so different, you know, have you ever talked to anybody out there on the road that has a real crazy routine for their 34? Like you can't even wrap your head around it. No, I, I don't talk to too many truckers out here. I don't, to be honest with you, I don't like people very much. <laughs> so I try not to involve myself in other people's lives if I don't have to. Gotcha. Um, it's just, I, I have real, I get real bad anxiety when I get around people. You know, it's not like talking on the phone. You know, if I'm like around a bunch of people, I start to, eh. so I don't, I don't try not to talk to too many people. I'll say hi. I'll be friendly. I'll be courteous, you know, but I'm not going out of my way to talk to people about their routines. Sure. You know, so <laughs> I totally understand it, man. And I, it makes me feel even better to know that I got an invite to the liquid drivers lounge from the guy that doesn't really like people. Like that's a, that's a big <laughs> deal in my life, Mike. So uh, thank you so much for stopping by for a few minutes. I'm going to let you get back to doing what you're doing. Uh, Mike Stanfield, liquid driver, be safe out there, my friend. And we'll talk to you again soon. Okay. I appreciate you, Marcus. You have a good day. You too. Continuing our conversation about how you liquid drivers spend your 34, I've got liquid driver Matt McKellar on the line. Matt, thanks for joining us today. Hey, good to be back again, Marcus. 
Hey, you know, some of you guys, I've been saying this on this episode, some of you guys are getting so good at this, uh, you might think about starting your own podcast. Just don't steal all the listeners, okay? <laughs> we'll try not. We'll try not to compete with you. We don't have your cool sound effects, so. Uh, hey, that's something that I'll, I'll hold dear. I'm never going to teach you guys how to do that. It's really easy. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you at today, Matt? Where are you headed? Uh, so I am in western Iowa, and I'm heading to Aberdeen, South Dakota with a load of weed killer. Oh, nice. Got to, got a load of, of weed killer. Stop by my house, man. It's uh, Things are getting ugly over here, and it's raining too much for me to kill all the weeds right now. So I'm starting to get a little <laughs> bit nervous. What's, what's the weather outlook look like up there in South Dakota? Are you going to miss any of the bad stuff, or are you going to have to drive right into it? I think it's going to be pretty okay. Like right now, it's uh, upper 40s and kind of partly cloudy and uh, partly sunny, so pretty beautiful for late February. I'll take it. Awesome. Glad to hear it. I'm I'm actually going to California at the end of the week, and all I've seen on the news all week is that California is just getting absolutely pounded with rain. And I booked this trip going from Oregon to California in late February thinking, hey, what a great time to go find some sun. I'm going to fly out of the rain right back into the rain, it looks like, Matt. So I'm uh, <laughs> I'm dealing with my own weather conundrums right now, and I'm not handling it well. Yeah, the weather's been weird lately. It's been generally okay in the Great Plains, but two weekends ago I was down in Amarillo, Texas, and I, we had about four or five inches of snow. They were kind of freaking out down there. It was like <laughs> the only snowstorm in the country at that point. So I unloaded in uh, Friona, Texas, standing up to my ankles in snow. Wow, that's crazy. Well, at least we know that they're, uh, you know, Texas might not be well geared to handle the snow, but they seem to be kind of like Florida and that they're well geared to handle chaos of some sort. So maybe they pulled out of that one. OK, at least I hope. Yeah, they're kind of used to shit going sideways, <laughs> so they deal with it. <laughs> right. Remember the Alamo, they say. Uh, so right. <laughs> I want to talk to you about how you're, uh, how you're spending your 34, Matt. Are you a guy that likes to get out and explore? Are you, uh, hanging out in the truck? I know you're a reader, so I know you probably got some books stashed away in there. Uh, what, what types of things are you doing to pass that 34 hours while also recovering from a tough week at work? Yeah, I really enjoy my 34-hour resets. It's one of the things I really like about this job, that we get a reset every week, even if we're staying out on the road rather than running recaps and just running seven days a week. And so I take advantage of it. I mean, the first thing I do is I enjoy the one morning a week I get to wake up without an alarm clock. So that's nice. Nice. Um, but then, yeah, if I can get out of the truck, I love to do that. I, I love to walk. I love nature. So if I can find some sort of forest preserve or nature sort of path, I'll do that. But yeah, I, I try to be creative where I park for my reset if I can. And I look for like a museum or barbecue or Mexican restaurant or something interesting to see. So I've managed to accumulate some pretty cool experiences along the way. It sounds like it. Now, do you plan your trips around that? Like, is there ever a place that you're trying to get to while you're out there on the road? Or is it just kind of where you end up, you'll make the best of it? Well, things seem to change so much that I feel like if I come up with too firm of a plan, then something's going to change to mess that up. <laughs> um, like one time I thought I'd be near my uncle, started to lay plans with him, and then things change. So what I do, like the day of when I'm pretty sure, then I start looking for a truck stop that's near some stuff so that I'll have some options of things to do. So I do try to be a little bit strategic within sort of a short window of time. Sure, like as strategic as you can be. 
Right, right. Given kind of the changeable nature of everything. But sometimes, you know, when you end up at some random place, you can get creative. And like I said, I've, I've uh, found like little breweries. I found one place, it's a meadery where the guy makes his own meat and try all these different varieties. I've gone to like small town museums that are interesting. One place I parked and I saw a whole bunch of cars parked on the other side of the freeway. So I looked up what was going on and there was a rodeo over there. So I walked over and went and watched the rodeo. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool that you can just like spontaneously find stuff like that and actually have the time to go and enjoy it. Uh, I So you mentioned, though, restaurants like I can tell that you might be like me and that you're a bit of a foodie and you're always out looking for the next good thing. Is there one gem that you're willing to share with me and the rest of the people listening out there that's like maybe a small town kind of hole in the wall establishment that just has the best food out there? Uh, sure. I never really considered myself much of a foodie before I went into trucking a couple of years ago. And now <laughs> maybe like living out on the road has made me appreciate a good meal a little bit more. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm always looking for like a barbecue restaurant or a Mexican restaurant. And I, and I also like steakhouses. So it's not a small town, but the other weekend when I was in Amarillo, um, there's a place called the Big Texan Steakhouse and Brewery. And uh, they have a deal where if you can eat a 72-ounce steak in an hour, it's free. It's one of those kind of places. I have trouble polishing off my 8-ounce sirloin, so no way I'd ever do that 72-ounce challenge. But it was a great place with this, like, Old West ambiance, and they've got their own kind of beers that they brew, and uh, really good food, good drinks, good uh, ambiance, and, uh, yeah, just a great place to be. I love a good steakhouse, man. I I even, and this is something that is probably just way too quirky to share, but whatever. I'm doctor too much information over here. Uh, I, (laughs) when I eat dinner at my house, I dim the lights, like whether or not we're watching TV and somebody, I took a picture of a meal recently and sent it to some friends and they're like, God, it's so dark in your house. And I was like, I'm sorry, but I prefer steakhouse ambiance. Like I really do like the low lighting you know, a close all the blinds so you can't see outside. That's a steakhouse feel to me. <laughs> you know, when I cook, uh, low light helps me too, so you can't see how bad the food looks. <laughs> I never thought that it would work for that, but that's also a good trick that I'm going to utilize because, uh, you know, I do all right in the kitchen, but they can't all be zingers, as they say, Matt. So, right. Uh, <laughs> my, my daughter might be like, What's this? And I'm like, Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, just close your eyes and eat it. It'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> So what about when you're in the cab? Obviously, it sounds like you would prefer to spend most of your 34 out of the cab, out exploring, finding some cool stuff to do. But there is some time, maybe the weather's inclement, maybe you're just not feeling up to it, you're, uh, you're drained. Are you reading? Are you binge watching some Netflix? Do you game? What's your, uh, what's your in-cab activities look like, Matt? Yeah, sometimes those are uh, what you need to do. Like uh, in January, there was a weekend with really cold weather, and I was in uh, the I-80 truck stop in Walcott, Iowa, for my reset, and it was about negative 18 that weekend. Um, So, yeah, venturing into the truck stop once was about as adventuresome as I got. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, when I hide out in the truck, right, I uh, like to get my rest. I do read. I have probably far too many print books for a trucker in my truck. 
And I also have my Kindle, so I read on there as well. And I do have a tablet, like to watch some Netflix. And then, yeah, I catch up on phone calls. My girlfriend and I usually have a long phone call every weekend and might catch up with a few other phone calls and things like that. So, yeah. And then uh, I try to, even if I'm stuck in the truck, do some things to stay active. I got some weights. I do some little yoga stuff and just some things to kind of move and try to get a little bit of health back, you know? Absolutely. No, it's a good idea. And and I mean, we're fresh off of a staying fit on the road episode. So uh, I'm all about all the different ways that you guys can find to just move your bodies out there because it, I mean, listen, 18 below zero for those of you that have never been in it. And I know that talking to a lot of truck drivers are all like, hey, we've been in it. Just in case there's some people out there that have never walked outside when it's 18 below, you aren't doing shit. It's it, like your nose hurts almost immediately. And if there's any wind, forget it. I'll have icicles in my beard within minutes. So, uh, yeah, it's good to have some things to occupy yourself and, and pass the time. I, I got to ask you a question because I've seen a lot of videos about I-80, that truck stop you were talking about in Iowa. It's the biggest one yeah. in the country. Uh, they have a, an absolute myriad of things to do there. Is that your favorite truck stop uh, or, or do you like that truck stop? Because it seems to be very popular, but I'm almost wondering if it got so popular among four wheelers that that's why I see so much of it. Like a lot of the people that I see doing videos about that place are like doing the, the hashtag van life thing where they just drive around in their Mercedes Sprinter van and they stay in that. And it's like, yeah, that'd be a great place for something like that. But you as a driver, are, are you a fan of, of the I-80 truck stop? Um, it's interesting to go to once in a while because it is different and they've got so much in there. But it's not necessarily my favorite place just because it's pretty busy. It's kind of loud. Like when I was there and it was so cold, there was a blizzard coming on. So there's like 700 and some parking spots there. And I swear every last one was filled. So it's a busy place. But it does give some options. You've got kind of a food court. So you have some food selections and there's a barber shop in there so one of the few haircuts i've had in the last year or two i got there you know so it provides some options like that but yeah and there's also not too much to do around there so like i was saying i like to get out walking and get to places and there's just there's not a whole lot else around there so not necessarily my favorite but it serves its purpose once in a while and which one is your favorite when it comes to truck stops? And why is it not the Flying J on Interstate 84 in Troutdale, Oregon? <laughs> Haven't been to that one, actually. Don't worry um, about it. Just fly on by. <laughs> probably my favorite is a Loves in the town of Low Moore, Virginia. First of all, the name is great, Low Moore. Um, but second of all, it's just a little quiet loves and there's literally mountains in the background. So you're parked and you're looking at mountains. And then I discovered that if you walk about uh, three quarters of a mile down the road, there's a little park right by the river with like some little rapids and multiple times I've just gone down there and like sat by the river, listening to the water and looking at the mountains in the background. And, uh, it's pretty peaceful. It's a nice little dose of nature, which can be a, uh, hard to get when you're out here on the road, you know? Absolutely. And what a great way to wash away the stress of all these idiot four-wheelers uh, pinging around off the guardrails around you all day. Just sit by a nice little river and take it all in, man. That sounds awesome. 
Yeah, yep. It's a fun little little jaunt, and uh, not too dicey of a walk to get there. So I haven't, I've survived so far. All right. Well, don't. I I, I hope that that is continuing to be the case because I don't want to have to do an episode on slips and falls because you were trying to go have a nature walk. Okay, like let's stay safe out there. I always say that to you guys. <laughs> yep. I definitely end up walking next to a lot of roadways and highways, and I wear my good boots, and I'm always. Re- jump the guardrail or walk on the other side of the guardrail if I have to, whatever you have to do to stay safe. Because unfortunately, there's not a lot of provision for pedestrians along these roads. But yeah, you that's, know what you got to do. That's exactly right, Matt. That's exactly right. Well, we're up against the clock here, Matt. I want to let you get back to uh, to your trip out there. Uh, thank you so much for being here and sharing with us on how you spend your 34. Uh, I think that this episode is going to be really cool for drivers that are just listening because you get insight into five different drivers and how they hang out when uh, it comes time to reset. And there are options is what I found. Lots of people doing lots of different things. Uh, It's just very interesting, Matt. And I, I really appreciate your time today. Thank you for coming and sharing with us. Yeah, for sure. Glad to be here. Last little thing I'll throw out is on my resets, I've had the opportunity to meet up with some family members, a cousin of mine in Albuquerque, another cousin in North Carolina. So sometimes that works out too, which is another great option. So you got to go see the family, obviously, especially being a driver. That's something that you get less of than most other people. So that's very important. Yep. So that the stars align once in a while in that way too, which is also fun on a reset. Very cool. Well, next time the stars align uh, for us here on the podcast, we'll get you back on. It's always a pleasure, Matt. Be safe out there. Keep the shiny side up. All right. Sounds good. Thanks again. That's going to put a nice tightly wound little bow on this episode and put it to bed. That does it. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you to Mike, Matt, Tony, Drew, and Josh, all for stopping by and talking to us about how they spend their 34. You guys get into some fun stuff out there, man, and uh, the the ability that you have to keep yourself occupied and not let all those creepy thoughts come in uh, and take over while you're out there away from your family, it's, it's truly the work of heroes, and I can't stress that enough. Everybody that's listening to this podcast knows that the job that you do is not easy out there, drivers, and... Uh, We are greatly appreciative of you doing it and doing it safely, getting everybody the products that they need on a timely schedule and uh, not running over all of us poor four-wheelers on your way to do so. Uh, Tremendous degree of respect that we have for you drivers here on this podcast and knowing that so many of you are willing to come on and share about your lives with us uh, just warms my dark little heart. So thank you all. Liquid drivers, if you're interested in saying, hey, like, I kind of want to be on there, it's easy. All you got to do is head over to liquidtrucking.com, click the learn more button when you see my big dumb face at the uh, podcast ad at the top, and that landing page will take you through everything that you need to do. You can also get in touch with your dispatcher and tell your dispatcher, hey, I want to be on the podcast. They will get me involved in that. They'll either uh, send it to Jason. He'll send it to me. Somebody will tap me on the shoulder and let me know, hey, we got another driver that wants to get involved. We appreciate all of you. Please be safe out there. Keep that beautiful, shiny side up. And we'll see you next week for episode 17 of the Liquid Trucking Podcast. Thanks for tuning in and being the gold standard of drivers on the road. Be sure to like and subscribe to the channel and tune in next week for another episode of the Liquid Trucking Podcast.